Hello? Have you been looking for me? Knock, knock. It's your favorite podcaster. I'm back, 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 back again. I'm finally back. I've been gone just because of all these auditions. I had like these two auditions that were so close. And then I had a trip, which I'll tell you when we get into Diary of Core Mexican-American. But we're here because we're doing Que Estas Viendo. And then I'm finally back. Hopefully, like, now that I am done with, like, a lot of this traveling, a lot of this auditions and all this going places, like, I finally get to, like, have my schedule again. <laughs> so I'm going to be back to re posting regularly. Thank God. Hallelujah. How you doing? Did you miss me? Did you miss me? Because I missed me. I missed you. Did you miss me? Because I missed you. Heel. <laughs> And welcome back to another episode of Que Estas Viendo. I am your host, Eduardo Celis. Before I even get started, make sure you guys are following me on all social media at eCelis27. Um, Snapchat, Facebook, Instagram, Pornhub, whatever the case may be. <laughs> and we're doing another episode of RuPaul's Drag Race. RuPaul's Drag Race, let the best woman, best woman win. Or best drag queen. Sorry, they changed it this season. Which is good because we're looking for all inclusivity. Ain't that right, bitch? All right, so I'm excited for this new episode because we finally got over the Daytona wind, which was uh, very farty. <laughs> so in the last episode, the girl started in a dynasty style acting challenge. If you don't know what dynasty is, bitch, look it up. Look at the fuck up. Get edumacated, motherfucker. So they did a dynasty style acting challenge called the Daytona Wind, where they really passed a lot of gas. Where Lady Camden and Diabetes slayed, but Camden slayed just a little bit harder on the lip sync. And no one went home. Again. Like, really, bitch? These hoes gotta go. Hoes got to go. Um. Wow. Uh, let's just say... Um, everybody walks in and everyone's ex excited and happy, especially Miss Daya. Daya screams and she's like, I'm finally out of the safe zone. And Miss Jasmine is pressed. She's pressed that she's not in the top and she's annoyed that Daya is in the top. She's like, I understand Lady Camden, but Daya? Mm. I was like, ooh, shady. I swear these girls are just keep on throwing shade back and forth. I think it's absolutely hilarious. Um, I really hope that they have a good relationship outside of this competition because I hope this is just for TV purposes. Um, it's really funny because the girls keep on, they, they, sat, they sit around on the couch and they say, the, RuPaul keeps on saying that we are so good and that we're doing so great and that this is hard and X, Y, Z. And Ms. Willow Pill is like, just watch. There's going to be a challenge where we all bomb. I really wonder if this is like foretelling of the future. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> and um, Jasmine in The Last Untuck, she finally reveals that she's trans. Um, she also thinks that she doesn't think she could have done the lip sync if she would have been at the top because she was bawling, like tears streaming down her face, ugly cry yelling like voice like all raspy and shit <laughs> yeah i don't know if you guys saw the episode but i did um she was really scared uh coming out as trans and she didn't feel like she could talk about it because her dad wasn't supportive when she came out as gay and a drag queen so she was really scared of coming out as trans but you know she feels that the girls are being very very supportive which is very important support our trans brothers and sisters love them to death um, I think that's so imperative. Make sure you're loving, make sure you're supportive, um, make sure you're kind because it's not easy in this world to come out as authentic and, um, you know, there's a lot of stigma with being trans and especially in the gay community. So it's like, love your drag, love your drag sisters, love your trans brothers and sisters. And, you know, let's everybody say love. Ugh, that creeped me out. Sorry, RuPaul's the last one <laughs> to be doing this type of shit. But anyways, or to be even saying that type of shit, considering how he treats some of the girls. But that's that's for another story. <laughs> anyways, Carrie says drag is about bonding with your family. She's finally happy to see, you know, uh, Miss Jasmine just absolutely living her truth. And she thinks it's beautiful. Um, she says that drag is about bonding with her with your family. Um I thought drag was about performing and dressing like a woman or we're dressing well not like a woman because then that defeats because then there's drag kings etc drag is about like dressing up and then just like slaying the game 
thought that's what drag was about, Carrie. What are you telling? Are you trying to tell me that there's you have a secret family out there that I don't know about? Just kidding. We make our own families. Um, Angeria makes a comment about Carrie's hairy legs, and Angeria claps back and she's like, "Give me the wipes! Give me the wipes!" And it cracks me up. I, it was such a good, wholesome moment to see, especially like after you know the 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 tears from like the yester episode and how you know there's a lot of cat fights in this one. You know, just because some of the girls like giving their opinions and xyz you know they're giving really great tv you know but it was nice to see like a little cute and like a little wholesome with angeria and miss carrie colby Ooh, let's see what the new in the workroom brings you all now one thing i did forget to mention is that alec mappa is a special guest this week and we haven't seen alec mappa in a while actually was he on last season I don't remember, but I remember like the time before that he wasn't on like since season two, which was fucking wild because th that's a long time not to be on a TV show. Um, Willow Pill. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's a new day in the workroom. I have to say that first. Willow Pill says the competition is heating up and she says that everybody's on edge, which is probably true because there's still so many bitches in this competition. And I'm like, we're on episode eight and there's still like 20 of them. I don't fuck. Wait, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. There's still nine girls. We're on episode eight. By this time, Bob the Drag Queen was already fucking crowned. <laughs> she was already crowned. <laughs> okay. Anyways, Bosco says, I have a lot of friends, but I don't have $100,000. I love you, but I want to keep this shit moving. And which I would say I do too, Mary. I mean, don't get me wrong. The girls are getting, the girls are getting TV time, which is absolutely fucking awesome. But it's kind of annoying because we're, like, running out of episodes and there's still, like, a billion of these chicks. So it's, like, or a billion of these girls. How are we going to... How is this... What are they going to do? What the fuck are they going to do? But anyways, RuPaul walks in and he does his hello, hello, hello. And asks him, y'all still here? Bitch, you kept them here, the fuck? <laughs> Dra um, RuPaul says, you know, drag is a sisterhood. And since the dawn of time, we've relied on each other to keep our feet on the ground so for today's mini challenge the grand tradition of the legendary documented documentary paris is burning the library is about to be open hey because reading is what fundamental now i'm not gonna go through everybody's fucking reads because it's just that's just insane because there's there's a lot and then there's the ones that aren't unaired that they put on youtube and i'm like it's just too much i'm just gonna say some of my favorite ones um I'm just going to see some of my favorite ones because <laughs> a lot of these were bad. Um, Bosco says he's excited for this because, oh, she, sorry. She came out as trans, by the way. Uh, but that was like off the show. Um, Bosco's excited because she loves to talk shit. <laughs> um, but Carrie Colby's first in the lineup. <laughs> Carrie Colby telling Jasmine. Um, she's happy that she found something in this competition. Her silence. Because <laughs> she talks too fucking much. <laughs> um, the next funny one that I found hilarious was by Angeria. She says, to die a Betty, congratulations, you're America's next top crystal method. <laughs> and then she looks at Lady Camden. I don't even remember what her fucking joke was. But she just looks at Lady Camden and goes, and goes Lady Cameltoe. <laughs> I fucking died. Lady Cameltoe. <laughs> Anyways, Lady Camden was next. Um, Camden says to Georges, the tiniest little waste of time. <laughs> that was fucking funny. Um, and then she says to Willow Pill, she's, and she says, I'm a lady and you're a dame. A hunchback of Notre Dame. <laughs> Quasimodo better do. Listen, when <laughs> I heard that, I died the quasimodo part you cannot like that is that oh so fucking hilarious hilarious Ugh. so good george just looks to jasmine and says you are young but you look so old you are the definition of white do crack and my soul laughed and i was like <gasps> damn but it's true though, because it's P.O. skin, honey. We stay swaffed and we stay supple and we stay good. <laughs> like, bitches, I'm, I just turned 27. I just had a birthday, okay? I just had a birthday. I am 27. And let me tell you, I'll be looking like I'm fucking 20 something, like 22. 
It's a native in me. And let me tell you, it don't crack. <laughs> Anyways, but the white part, ugh, the white part gives me acne and makes me want to fucking jump off the cliff. Anyways, that's for another story. Another story. Um, Willow Pill says to Deja Sky, you tell a lot of dad jokes. You may not be a comedy queen, but at least you have the face of one. Damn. <laughs> and then Willow Pill goes to George's and says, Serena Cha-Cha. And she's like, bye, bye. Uh, <laughs> That's so fucked up. <laughs> um, oh, those are all the ones that I thought were funny. Bosco had some... There, to me, Bosco won the challenge, but they were really unmemorable. Besides, like, the very last joke that Bosco said, where, you know, like, um, RuPaul wants you to be, like, the ones that, like, put her in her grave so you guys can let her down on the runway one last time. Like, that was a long-ass fucking setup. I mean, the payoff was great, which I guess it was beneficial. But it's like, dude, kiss. Keep it simple, stupid. K-I-S-S. -S, keep it simple, stupid. Especially when it comes to jokes, like, and especially this day and age, we only have the attention span of, of like, of a fucking goldfish. If you're telling me something that's longer than 10 seconds, I've already forgot it. I don't know what you're talking about. And I've, especially a joke, bitch, like, oh, oh, too much. Too fucking much. Anyways, so Bosco wins a reading challenge, but RuPaul does give a special shout out to Lady Camden, and she's like, you shady as fuck too, bitch. But Bosco won um, $2,500, courtesy of Sweet Watts. Huh. I forgot what their tagline was. I'm not going to say it because I don't care. Because um, I ain't get no sweethearts and I didn't get fucking money. And shit, sweethearts, if you want me to say your tagline, bitch, pay me, motherfucker. Because I need some money because I'm a broke-ass bitch. I'm a broke-ass bitch, 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 bitch. Anyways, RuPaul <laughs> announces that they're doing a 60-girl group challenge. So what they have to do is they have to record... Um, one of the three hits and be part of one of the three groups. And the the groups are um, Baby Boy, say, or Bad Boy, oh, sorry, blah, 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 Bad Boy Baby by the Shangri-Las, Here's My Baby by the Runettes, My Baby is Love by the Rue Preems. <laughs> Rue. <laughs> They're going to rule the day. Oh, anyways, iCarly. I've been watching iCarly too much. Um, so they're going to form their own groups. They have to decide which groups they're going to be in and find out which one, which group they're going to be in. I found out that they're actually based on um, three girl groups from the 60s. I knew for sure, you know, the Rupremes were from the Supremes, but I didn't know anything about the Runettes or the Shangri-Las, so I had to look them up. And they actually, of course, if you look at the challenge of how they were dressed, they, they dress exactly how they would have um back in the day which is fucking great i love when um these challenges take us back into the past like i remember when i first watched this i was like this is not a very good challenge i don't like this challenge though the music's kind of weird but um when this is like a really hardcore reference that if unless um you look this up you're not going to know um i love it like i love the fact that i had to look this up because then it made me, like, look at the Rognets, the Shangri-Las, the Supremes, and some other, like, 60 girl groups and, like, look at their style, their music. Um, and it's some good shit. Like, if you have the opportunity, like, go look at the girl groups from the 60s. A lot of them were, like, really great. A lot of them were fun. They were fantastic. Um, you know, this was before, like, Destiny's Child. So these girls were, like, top of the charts and slaying the fucking game as they should have, mama. But, uh, but yeah, give it a listen. Get, get, like go educate the motherfucking chiller or educate the chiller about her <laughs> okay so diet passes out the papers while the girls are eating sweet tarts they're really pushing to to push to put it in the show man what is it called product placement so i mean shit they just gave a bitch 200 or 250 yeah 200 2 500 for a little something and then they gave him like a whole thing. And it, bitch, it was on the pit stop too. So you know that they're going to be pushing this shit like all, all throughout the episode. Sweet twats. And I bet you it's, it's not untucked. Anyways. So the girls, they all listen to the tracks to see what they gravitate towards. Which is going to be really difficult because you have to you have to try to get the song that you want and that you gravitate towards. But then at the same time, you also have to work with people that 
is going to work well with you. Like you want to work with the right people and get the right song, which is going to be difficult. And some people are going to have to fold and shit. Someone's going to have to compromise and get one over the other. Bosco and Daya, hands down, just want bad boy, baby. Like there's, there's just no budging them. Um, there's no picking order and everybody is like, has to fight for what they want. Jasmine's like, I want the runettes. And then Georges volunteers to do it with her. Um, so now it's like a battle between the people who want the, the runettes and, um, the, what is the, what is the reprimes? Oh no, no, it's not the runettes. It's the other one, the reprimes and, the uh, fuck the other one. I don't forgot what it was called. Anyways, um, they were saying that someone needs to bow down. Daya's like, I'm not changing my fucking mind. Y'all bitches can fucking suck it. I am going to do bad boy baby. Like, I will eat your firstborn. Like, y'all can suck the fattest part of my ass. And um, we're just like, whoa. She's, <laughs> she, oh, wow. <laughs> she didn't actually say all that. But, like, that's what it felt like. She's like, fuck you whores. This is mine. I will fight you. I will kill your firstborn. <laughs> Um, everyone's having a stare down to see who decides to bow out and who breaks. And I don't know, man, like these, these girls are wild. Um, Willow says that everyone's literally fighting for what they want, because if you don't fight for, for what you want, then there's a possibility that you might not be in the top, um, which makes sense. It's a competition, but let's see who decides to do a little sound different. Okay, y'all. So we're back from the break. <laughs> the stare down is still fucking happening. Um, it's happening for like a good three seconds. And then Deja finally folds. She says that she'll do the runettes with Georges and Jasmine. And if she goes home, she will fuck someone up. <laughs> I like her. <laughs> I hope she does. <laughs> That's something that hasn't happened yet. There hasn't been like a legit fist fight happening on Drag Race. So, I mean... Mm we're queer people so we're better than most straight people because more straight people like have the tendency to fight you know and like we fight with words but i'm like i just want to see someone knock a bitch out <laughs> anyways i'm just kidding or am i the world will never know anyways daya is getting the villain edit honey like it's so bad she says daya's being the peacemaker and she hopes that the girls that she works with work well together and then she's like that's a lie i don't <laughs> That's so, ugh. She's definitely getting the villain edit. I, I feel so bad for her, and I feel like people are gonna hate her. And I'm like, sh I bet you ten bucks she's not that bad of a person. Come on, Crystal Meth loves her, and that's her like drag sister, drag daughter, something. They're they're drag siblings, so it's like, and I love Crystal Method with all my heart. So it's like, I highly doubt that Daya is like this bad of a terrible person. I don't I don't think so. I I don't think she's that big of a bitch. But competition doesn't bring the best out of everybody. That's for sure. Anyways, it's time to write, choreograph, and come up with distinct characters. Ugh, that's one doozy of a fucking challenge. Um, Daya says that she doesn't care that she sounds like a bitch. She got what she wanted, and that's what she's going to get. Um, she also suggests that her and the other two girls that she's with should coordinate her lyrics together to create a storyline, which is Bosco and willow which is very very smart because if you have like these three sections and they don't fit together at all it like it's not going to make sense it is so smart to coordinate a storyline together it's gonna it's gonna enhance their their storytelling because that's essentially that's what music is like you have you have like a three to two and a half minute song and it, it tells a story and they're doing it. They're telling a story with this one. And I think it's great. It's fucking awesome. Um, and I have, and I didn't see the other girls do that with theirs. Um, so let's see. Daya thinks that they have a strong group because they have worked together before. And they know how to reference something but make it their own. And uh, I have no doubt in my mind. I have no doubt in my mind that they're going to do great. Let's get to the room next. Um, Deja says this wasn't her first choice. But she's happy and she's being diplomatic, which is great. Um, then all of a sudden we cut to Jasmine attempting to sing the song. And holy fuck. Deja's scared because Jasmine can't sing. And then Bosco like makes fun of her. And I just fucking died. It was so funny. <laughs> she was so monotone. So monotone. I love my baby, baby. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you're just like, ooh. 
who? And anyways, um, the, we now we let's cut to the Rupremes. The Supremes is RuPaul's favorite group. Um, Carrie says that there's a lot of pressure. It could be really good or it could be like a major train wreck. Um, Angeria like lets all the bitches know that she does Diana Ross and her shows and she says that she's a fan. <laughs> Carrie Colby tells the girl that she wants to take it to charge. She's been waiting to sing. Um, the Rupreme is a make it or break it moment. And bitch, Carrie Colby is expecting a Grammy after this. You, you better give her a fucking Grammy. Carrie says good luck to those white bitches. And Camden says, rolling her eyes, oh yeah, those white bitches. Because <laughs> Lady Camden's in their group, but she's the only white one. And I think that's hilarious. Hilarious. <laughs> Anyways, it's time to record. The Rupremes are first. And Michelle Visage lets the girls know that um, the Supremes were really successful saving group women of color on TV. And it was big because during this time, like them being on TV, it was a big deal to see these women of color. Um, and Jerry is first. Oh, my God. And she's singing like the Diana Ross herself. You can, she's a fan, darling. She's a fan. Um, Camden says that she has a really good chance of winning and which I do think so too. Like if she can do that, the, the Diana isms, the Diana Ross isms, um, RuPaul would love it. I mean, come on. What was it? Like BB won her challenge when she did Diana Ross and she did her justice and RuPaul was in love. So if she can pull this off, she's, she's definitely going to be the winner of this challenge. Miss Carrie is next. And, um, what? is this song about to you asks michelle and carrie says it's about what my man offers what my baby offers michelle's like that's why he's your baby and she's like that's why he's imaginary <laughs> that's so fucking funny and carrie has an extremely nice voice but she's absolutely struggling she was struggling at the end where she was pitchy and she just needs to bring more life into what she's singing like, it could have been so fucking good and so fucking amazing if she would just, like, have confidence in herself, which is easier said than fucking done, that's for sure. Um, now, the Shangri Laws are next when it comes to the recording session, honey. Bosco Liskos are nasty <laughs> because she wants her sister to watch. What the fuck? <laughs> Their lyrics are wild. They're fucking wild. Um, Diane knows that she can sing, but she's like, it's been a while since I like lubricated the vocal cords. Um, her lyrics were also fucking disgusting because she says that he looks like our uncle, but we can't say no. Ew. Who would want to fuck your uncle? Would you fuck your uncle? I wouldn't. Wait, what? I? No, I don't have any hot uncles. No, I wouldn't fuck them. Ew. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? Says Michelle Visage. Same here. What the fuck? Now we're skipping to the Ronettes. Um, Michelle asked, what do you know about the Ronettes? And she's like, they're a sister-cousin trio. They do the eye, the cat eye going down. And then she's like, well, it's good to know that you know about their fashion choices and nothing about the actual group. Um, and come to find out that none of the girls sing. Deja, Jasmine, and George just had nobody fucking sings. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Um, Deja gets up to the mic and she is not that bad at all. She, she could use a little power. She needs a little, little confidence, but she says she's not a singer, but she, she was on pitch. She was doing things that Michelle actually liked. Um, we didn't get to see Jasmine cause I wonder how fucking terrible it is. I think they're just going to wait until we see it. But, um, but Deja's killing it. George's is fucking terrible. <laughs> George's is so bad. She's not on pitch. She is having issues every which way, um, timing issues, pitch issues. She can't even memorize her lyrics. <laughs> Poor little Georges. Little Georgina's having issues. But hopefully, hopefully they can pull this off. But we'll see after the break. So after everybody finally recorded their part, um, it's time to do the choreography. Deja's group is first. Now Deja's a choreographer and Georges and Jasmine are dancers. So hopefully this mix will, is going to work. Georges and Jasmine are getting frustrated with Deja 
like Deja's a cheer coach for kids and it's not necessarily going to work with 21 year old divas like she's being rough when not rough uh she's being very thorough when she's when they're just like learning the choreo um she's not letting everybody learn the choreography the choreography and then like cleaning it up afterwards she's just like it's gonna be clean right now in this particular moment and i'm like you're gonna waste too much time sis like let me let me just tell you like choreograph before i've danced before like do the choreography and then clean it up that's the best way to do it because uh, it's easier to like teach everybody and then like clean up the little minute things afterwards because if you're doing it as like everybody's learning it's girl you're gonna give them a headache and it's gonna be too much it's just too too much and especially if for people that are not trained dancers it it fries their brain and it stresses them out um willow used to do choreography in denver but she didn't tell anybody which is very interesting um she says that she doesn't want a loud bark and then a weak bite which absolutely makes sense because how many times have we seen girls go on this show and and say well i'm an actor i'm a choreographer i'm a twerker and then like completely fail the fucking challenge right afterwards so many times so many times um everybody's looking at the shangri laws like wow they're doing really good they're, they're coming up with great choreo um the girls are surprised that willow has really good rhythm um jasmine says she stays quiet and she doesn't tell anybody what she can do she must make a lot of money in the casinos because she holds her cards so close to her which is important nobody has to know jack shit of what you can and cannot do no one needs to know your weaknesses just go out there and do it something that i really need to learn my fucking self um especially after this last audition which i'll explain in the next episode of <laughs> diary of a queer mexican american <laughs> um now it's time for the sup the Rupremes. Camden is choreographing and she's doing a lot of simple work. Like Camden is a trained dancer and a choreographer, but Carrie and Angie are not. So simple is very, very important. It's mostly walking and dancing. Angie says that she has two right feet. <laughs> What's funny is that producers like misheard and thought she said white feet and she's like i might as well have two white feet bitch because black people have rhythm and for some reason i think it skipped me <laughs> which was fucking funny um there's a lot of the same when it comes to camden's choreography there's a lot of like of the hand switches um carrie is struggling and um jasmine says that it looks like a slow car crash which is not good especially if you have like a like a dancer looking at this and being like there's a lot of the same things and um it's not looking good especially because this is rupaul's favorite girl group if you fuck this up if you screw this up mary like it's not gonna go well for you in judging she's gonna be extra hard until you bitches are gonna go fucking home which is sad um but it is what it is and we'll see how we'll see how things pan out we'll see who's on the top we'll see who's on the bottom um but i'm excited to see how it turns out which by the way you guys can listen to the music like on itunes um i i downloaded it because i'm just like that bitch you know um i had to download the song separately which was weird because y'all did it all together at the exact same time um i thought it was gonna be one long mix and it was just all separate um i don't know if i would listen to it like at my free time maybe if it was like one giant long thing i probably would have but not all separate mary like ugh, ugh, too much too much but it's fine it's fine i um it's not terrible but it's not like oh this is the song i need to listen to right now it wasn't like lucky where or was it lucky yeah you're so lucky yeah y'all so lucky lucky Ooh, girl. Ooh, 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 girl. Yeah, that, that was a good one. And I that stuck in my head for fucking five ever. Like, congratulations, too. And um, Phenomenon, Phenomenon, oh, it was so good. So I was, like, really hoping that this would, like, top last season's, but it really didn't. Maybe because this was, like, a different vibe. Um, but I don't know. Did you like it? Leave a comment below. Leave a comment curse words um i don't know nudes send something i don't know it's elimination day elimination day elimination day time to say goodbye to one of these hoes Ew. <laughs> time for the girl group performances um so one of the girls asks so who was some of the girl groups that you listened to growing up 
Some said Destiny's Child. Others says Danny Kane. Others say Spice Girls. Um, Camden, you know, reveals that she remembers being bullied and, you know, she, her girlfriends ended up sticking up for her, which is why girl power in Spice Girls is so important. And I believe that we can all relate because I had like a lot of girls stick up for me when I was a kid and I was like super femboy, the house down, boots, Mary J. Blige. Um, I'm trying to think what other girl groups that was I listening to when I was a kid. Of course, Destiny's Child. Um, of course, Danny Kane. Then you have, um, oh, God. Um, don't go chasing waterfalls. Them. What are they called? Oh, my God. TLC. TLC was the bomb dot motherfucking com. Um, what other girl groups were out there when I was a kid? No, I would I did I didn't I don't think I grew I grew up in the girl group era. I think that was like a little bit after me. Or like a little bit that was before me. Cause I grew up with like the Britney Spears. Oh but not only just girl groups, like there was like the Backstreet Boys and Sync. Ooh, that was so good. That, that was a good time. I did grow up in that era. Yeah. Wow, oh, they were so fine. Anyways. Angie says, I'm going to bring you to a different time. And she says about In Vogue, SWV, Escape. She 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 was listening to some good, oh shit, which is, <laughs> listen, In Vogue is my jam. My jam. Um, and then here comes Miss Carrie Colby with like a really heart-wrenching story. She reveals that she loves all those types of music. But when she was a kid, like if she would listen to that music, she would be beat there are moments where she would sing Survivor by Destiny's Child and her house would just get spanked. Um, her mom wanted God to be the focus of her house and she felt restricted and she wasn't allowed to be who she wanted to be because of it. If it wasn't Christian, it was out. Um, so she never really grew up like knowing popular music. Like y'all can be like jamming out to your favorite little Kim song and she'd be over there in the corner like bopping to the music because she won't know the words because she wasn't allowed to listen to that. And she just says, like, just be patient. Like, I'm just from I'm just from a different place. And that is true. Like, ugh, this is why another fucking reason why I hate religion. Religion ain't shit. People that follow religion ain't shit. Ugh. I get just I have ugh. Religion is toxic, and I will never shy away from saying that. I hate religion. Um, but on a lighter note, Bosco feels very seen with her shit-talking skills. She's like, hmm, I really get to notice by, by talking shit about you bitches. You fucking bitches. <laughs> um, and then, of course, girls started talking about their weaning challenge, and um, Daya asked Jasmine, is why did you make that two-faced comment to me? And Daya was talking about Jasmine um, during one of the untucks and how she didn't say those things to Jasmine. And she was like, well, why didn't you just say it to me? And Daya's like, because you were busy lip-syncing for your life, so I didn't want to bother you. And people are like, the girls are fighting, the girls are fighting. Listen, the shade is very fucking real between these two. Like, I don't know what it is about both of these girls that are just, like, going at each other neck and neck. Um, but dang, they're really trying to like pull this rivalry. It, you know what this reminds me of? It definitely reminds me of, uh, Willem and Fifi, except like Fifi went in, well now Jeremy, Fifi doesn't exist and now it's Jeremy, but I remember Jeremy like went in on Willem like several times and she was like, they made her like the villain and I feel like they're doing the same thing with Daya. Um. But Jasmine is frustrated because she didn't apologize. She's like, I'm calm, cool, and collected, but she didn't apologize. And I was like, girl, you still pressed. Why are you acting? <laughs> don't don't be acting brand new. You know you frustrated she didn't apologize. Shit. And um, it's rough out there in them streets, girl. And it's runway time. Bring it to the runway. Runway. Da, da, da. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. So listen. RuPaul is wearing like this gold French two-piece, and it's so fucking amazing. It's like it's like it's like an ombre type of thing because it's like going up like it's black and then going down it's gold and oh my god it's so pretty with that fucking skirt uh listen i don't i'm not i'm not into like cross-dressing i'm not into like i'm not into any of that type of stuff but i would wear this i would wear this just because it's so goddamn fucking pretty and i would feel like the fucking i would feel like i would be that bitch in that thing that is so amazing i want to wear it 
I want to wear it. But time to look at the girls' performances. We'll see what happens. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Things are happening and I don't know what's going on. Okay, pause. Now it's time to take a flashback to 1964. And we listen to the sounds of young America. <laughs> So, the first song is Bad Boy Baby by the Shangri-Las. Um, so, we have Bosco Dye on Willow Pill. I love the different color hairs. Like, I think that's I think that's a great idea. But Bosco's wig is terrible. I don't know what it is about it. But it just it does not look good. It just doesn't look very tamed. Willow's hair is amazing. I love, like, this the blonde beehive. It looks great on her. Um, and then, of course, Daya with that... With that um, uh, with that red hair, it looks really great, um, and it looks a lot better than looks like better than Bosco's, even though they're they're styled the same way, which doesn't make any sense. Um, but Bosco or uh, Bosco's is trash, and then Dial's hair looks great. Um, I love Willow, but her energy is like really down. And then when you look at the choreography, she wasn't executing it the same way as the other two were. Daya is great. Give me dance, face, vocals, energy. Like is like everything that Daya is doing is absolutely just right. Of course, Willow's down, and then something's really off about Bosco. It's kind of like Bosco is uh, doing just too much. It's like she's trying way too hard. Like facial, like her facials are like over the top. Um, her movements over the top and it just doesn't look good. I feel like Daya is giving the perfect amount. Willow's not giving enough. And then you have Bosco that's just doing too much. Um, so I think out of the group, uh, Daya is like the Beyonce of that group. But I think overall, like at the overall look of the girl group, the girl group did absolutely great. The lyrics were hilarious. They, like everything was absolutely synchronized. Um, I think out of all three groups, this one was my absolute favorite. Um, like it was, everything was just so synchronized compared to the other groups. The next one is He Is My Baby by the Runettes. I love the fact that they're all wearing the same dresses and the same hair. Um, it looks cute. They're wearing a cute little red dress with like these beehive, um, beehive wigs with like the little ponytail on the side. One thing that I noticed is that they didn't have any fucking earrings. What is that? And, like, they had, like, such an exposed earlobe. And I was like, where is the earring on this, Mary? Like, something's waff. Something's waff. Um, Georges made it work with her lyrics because she mostly spoke it. She looked great while she was dancing. Um, she added a little Spanish, which it seemed so out of place. And I was like, no. There's some places where you can, like, stick Spanish in and it'll work fantastically. But in this situation, because it was a 1964 sound... It doesn't necessarily fit in at all. Um, so I feel like that should have been taken out. Um, but George just made it work. It wasn't terrible. I think she was like middle of the road. Deja is hands down the Beyonce of the group. Her vocals sound absolutely great. Her dancing is just right. It's not over the top, but it's not too little. Um, I, I think she's giving the right amount. And she's definitely like the one that your eye turns to when it comes to like these three performers. Um, and then of course we have Jasmine. Jasmine is just fucking terrible. <sighs> um, too much on the dance aspect. Vocals are terrible. Um, too much with the face. It, it's uh, uh, there's not much that I can say, but Jasmine was just really bad in, in this challenge, which is shocking to me. I just felt like she was doing too much dancing way over the top facial she was like the bosco of the group um to put it simply um but yeah uh, and then of course you have the uh, baby by the Rupremes. um i love the dresses the dresses look really cute but Cam camden literally looks like herbert the pervert and literally sounds like herbert the pervert oh yeah cage would you like a lollipop <sighs> Like, it was just uncanning, uncanning. Too much Herbert the Pervert. I didn't like it at all. Um, Angie's everything. Angie's giving me Diana Ross. Um, movement and great. She's the Beyonce of this group. Because your eye just goes directly to her. The makeup is uh, on point. She looks gorgeous. The, she's doing the right um, Diana-isms, which makes her look great. Um, 
Miss Carrie is taking us to church, doing way too much. Her face is beautiful and she looks great, but she it was just it was manic. It was really manic. Um, her movements and I was like, this doesn't fit in. Um, it was definitely not the vibe. Um, they all seemed really off. Like the th- it's like you just stuck. You just had like three different performers who had three different vibes. You have Angie who was a professional who was the vibe, and then you have like the weird old guy in a wig um, who movements weren't that great even though she was a dancer and then like carrie's taking us to fucking church and like doing way too much it was it was this was just wild i think out of everybody the one who did the absolute worst was probably the reprimes um which is sad um especially when you look at like all groups like collectively i literally think it's gonna be like um what is it the the shangri-la's and then it's going to be the runettes and then the reprieve exactly how they had them out (laughs) they really put their best foot forward and stuck like the best girls first and the middle and then last um which is so sad because i expected so much especially from like jasmine because she's a dancer so i expected like some cool shit um but jasmine didn't deliver um i expected like a I don't know. I just expected like certain people to do better. Like Carrie, Carrie, I expected her to do better because she gave us a couple of notes, like when they were like, uh, fingering it out and it just, she sounded great, but then she got in there and it was just like, "Mm, too much, too much, too much, too much. Um, and like, I noticed that the runettes and then the reprims, like their, their, uh, lyrics didn't necessarily like match up and they didn't vibe as well as the, the, the Shangri-Las. Um, which I think is really important when you're in a girl group, like your lyrics have to mesh and of course you're telling a story. So if like, if you're telling this one over here and you're telling this one over here and you're telling this one over here, it's just, they all have to have the exact same vibe. So I can definitely see where, where like everybody like landed in their listing for sure, for sure. The world is your runway. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So category is heart on and first up is miss willow pill i'm obsessed with this outfit it is so fucking weird like okay so she has these these red gloves and they have heart on them and then she has these pasties that are hearts then she has a thong all the way up to her shoulders um which is like what and then like her dress from her waist down is all fucking underwear with a bunch of hearts on them I don't know why this works. I don't know why I love this so much, but I was like, what the fuck? But then I was also very intrigued. And then when you look at every single piece together, everything just works. I am obsessed with Willow Pill. This look is so good and she's so innovative. Like, I don't know if this was something that, that she came up with herself or collaborated with the, with, like a, with the designer, but this was the fucking tea. This is so smart, it's so campy. And it's, like, kind of really fashion-forward. And I'm obsessed with Willow Pills. Like, her creativity and her her, her uniqueness, for sure. Miss Daya is next. Now, for Miss Daya, like, I'm not 100%, like, in love with this look. I think it's okay. Um, she goes with, like, a hardcore rave vibe where she has, like, heart in the middle, heart on the shoulders, heart on the hips. Um, it's very, very neon. Um, and then she has her pink hair. Um, then she has like these huge ass fucking like, like 15 inch stilettos. I know that's not right, but like, (laughs) um, I like the colors, but uh, the color of her tights and the color of her hair and then the colors of her, that on her actual uh, garment, like they're all different colors. And that's what really bothers me. Like, it's like um neck up is one look neck to thigh is one look and then the bottom is all one look this looks fucking great like and like separately but all together is just it's just like a color vomit to the face and then you're just like bombarded and you're just like whoa mary i, I did i take did i take some drugs like oh my god like the room is spinning like there's a lot of colors here <laughs> but I think overall, I think I'd give this like a good, uh, probably like a six out of ten. 
where Willow was like a 9 out of 10 for me. Um, but that's just me and my opinion, bitches. Okay, now Miss Bosco is next. I'm kind of really obsessed with this look. Um, so her her hair is a heart, you know, like the Queen of Hearts uh, type of thing from like Alice in Wonderland, but it's all white. Um, love the whiteness. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm not saying that. I love that it is white. I don't love the whiteness. So whiteness can go fuck itself, Mary. But um, I love the white, the white, um, the white wig. It's a heart, and then she has a heart right here in the center. Um, you can see through the dress is beautiful. Um, yeah, everything's amazing. And then she has like this heart um in her hand with these long ass fucking acrylic nails. Um, she looks like she just woke up after just like eating someone's heart. The only thing I was not fond of was like that upside down heart showing her crack. Because if you're gonna show some ass, bitch have some ass. Have some badwonk donk. Instead of like having these people I mean, mm, I don't know. And not only that, like it doesn't it didn't fit. Like if you're going if you're going to Okay, let me rephrase. The way that it was executed was not great. If you're going to show some ass and have like a heart cut out, make sure that it's tight and make sure like it, it corresponds from the bottom up. And because this wasn't because it when she was walking, like it was very loose. So it, it made it look like she didn't have an ass and Bosco has, you know, she has a little cute booty. Um, but the way that the dress and her butt was looking together was not good. We, we don't body shame here, so I'm going to correct myself and I apologize. But um, it just, dress just needed to be tight. Just needed to be fucking tight and show off your fucking ass. And like that, it could have been so good if it was done properly, but it wasn't. That was the only thing that I really critiquing her on but other than that i love the outfit itself it was great miss deja sky is next and miss deja looked like she's a superhero of a fucking classroom or like a kid's like a kid's superhero i mm, it's cute but maybe not for the main stage of repose drug grace just saying and then like that that blue purplish hair is like so off it doesn't match with the rest of the outfit um, I think if like the skirt was like a little bit shorter, I think and showing a little bit more thigh, um, I think it would have been great or at least a lot better. Um, but I'm not, I'm not absolutely loving this look. I don't know what she could have done to make this better. Um, I'm at a loss for words. I think there's just like so many pieces that are off cause she has like the red gloves and then she has like the red heart on her shoulders and the red mask and then, you know, the little red belts and then the rest of the rest of the garment is white and with the little heart red heart and like in, on her chest and then i don't know like i just feel like she would be a superhero for preschoolers and that's what i'm getting it's not great it's not my favorite but it's okay still four out of ten now here comes miss little george's again with the bra and panties everyone says that they didn't like this look but i thought it was cute the shoes didn't match the rest of what was happening. I feel like the shoes should have been pink. Just to match her like little heart wings that she had going on. But I didn't hate this look. It wasn't terrible. But it was just like, George's okay, brown pennies again. Okay. What else you got? I loved her hair. I loved her face. Everything was gorgeous. But it was like, what's next? Shoes should have not been gold though. Shoes should have been pink. Pink, Mary. But... Come on, Georges. I need something else. Don't you're killing me with this brown panty situation. I know that you're doing it because you know when you perform, you want to wear something you can perform in, which makes sense. But then at the same time, it's like you also need to listen. You can wear some great shit and then have like a good dance suit under. Like that's smartest way to go about it instead of just like brown panties every single runway. Yay! Up next is Miss Jasmine Canadai. Um, she says that her inspiration for her look was Aphrodite, the goddess of love and beauty. I don't see it. And then she says, like, no one can tell that this is a wig. Um, bitch, you can tell that that's a fucking wig because ain't nobody has hair like that. I don't, I don't know what you're thinking. Um, I don't think this outfit is terrible. And But it's like, you don't, there's not, there's nothing amazing about this outfit either. I feel like it's very, very simplistic and it's very, uh, pageanty because the only thing, that references heart on is like the heart on her shoulder and then the heart on her 
hip. But other than that, there's like really nothing that says heart or that gives me... I would have done some crazy ass Valentine shit. I would have done like a love, like a really high fashion love bug or something, you know, cause heart on, you know, Valentine's day. I would, I would have given people like a Cupid moment. Come on. Like missed opportunities here, people. What the fuck? There's so much you could have done with this. It would have been, ugh, oh, it's fine. But, um, too plain, too simple. Wasn't my favorite. Um, and you only had two hearts. That's what made it a hard on. Now, now Miss Nigeria is next, and Miss Nigeria took this from oh god, what is her name? Uh, Jada Essence Hall. She took this outfit from Jada Essence Hall because that bitch wore this for the for the for the photo shoot of um, RuPaul's Drag Race Live. That's the same outfit, bitch. Except, <laughs> anyways, and then this hair is terrible. It's, it's, like bangs and then like short <laughs> i don't i don't even i don't like this blonde wig on her it's so bad it's so bad it's so bad but um i love the outfit itself but it just doesn't match with the theme and the only way that it matched with the theme is that it literally has i heart you like on her chest if that wasn't there i would have not known that this was like this was like a hard on runway like i feel outfit's great but it was just like a missed opportunity where you could have done something a little bit more innovative than just have i love you on your chest i feel like have you ever had sex and then some guy was like oh, oh, oh like but he comes last minute and just does it on your chest and you're like mm. okay and then you're like thanks and avocado I, that's what i feel like this is come on nigeria you could have done you could have done some amazing shit with this but you did it you did it it's fine on to the next one. Okay. I love me some Carrie Colby. I will always love Miss Carrie Colby. But this outfit ain't shit. <laughs> the reason why I say that is because, like, okay. So, she has these red gloves, this red hair, the, like, the black lips. She's giving me, like, very demony vibes, which is... I feel like from the neck up, it's beautiful. Because I love the hair. I love the makeup. And then I love the gloves. But then you go into, like, this dress um, that's, like... All, like all the way down to her elbow and then all the way down to her like calf and all it is is like veins which i get but then you can see like this black panty under and then you can see her tights like you can see the you can see that the, the pant the the tight line and i'm just like angeria what are you doing i like i don't understand um did i say angeria i meant to say carrie whoops whoops um Miss Carrie, like I, I know she knows better. She she's done some incredible fucking runways, and this runway was trash. So I want to know what happened. I want to know if she had like a different outfit plan and it just didn't work out. I like I really I really want to know because Carrie has been slaying the fashion game on this season, and this just wasn't it. I feel like she's more polished and more more put together than what she decided to do here or what happened here. And I don't know what happened black panties and you can see her her tights and uh, not only that she has the heart on the wrong side so she has like this heart that she has under her like little veiny dress and it's on the wrong side mary what what is going what is going on here Kara Colby? what is going on who did this to you who did this to you where can i find them because i need to punch them because they disrespected you <laughs> Ooh, now miss lady camden is next i'm pretty sure she's the last one I don't know. I really didn't check. Um, but listen, I love how she decided to go with the Greek era type of thing. Um, the hair is gorgeous. Her face is beat. Um, but my only thing that I did not like was she had the heart is way too huge that it just took up all of her chest. And then she has like these daggers that are going through. And then she has like this, the daggers going through her body and it, the... Um, she has like this um, tool that's running down her back that's supposed to like emulate blood and she has this beautiful crown. But like that was just that was that was a lot. That was too much. Um, it, it just took it went from like, I don't know, it, it just went from Halloween costume. That's what it looks like to me. It looks like a Halloween costume and not like something that you would wear on like RuPaul's Drag Race runway. Um, and I'm I don't know. I'm just kind of shocked. 
because Lady Camden usually does better than this, but um, wasn't feeling this, but she says she's feeling gorgeous, so just as long as you're feeling your oats, Mary, I guess. Time for the judging. Um, RuPaul lets the girls know that they're going to be judged individually, even though it was a group challenge. Surprise, surprise. Um, so the girls that are safe are Willow, Bosco, and Georges. And let's talk about the top bitches. It's Miss Daya, Berka, and Deja, and Nigeria are the tops. And then the bottoms are Jasmine, Camden, and Carrie. Which is kind of shocking, actually. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. They pretty much fell in line with everything that I fucking said anyways. Um, Miss Daya Berka wins the challenge. And this is her first challenge win. Nigeria, Lady Camden, and Deja are safe. And the two girls who ended up in the bottom are Miss Jasmine Kennedy and Miss Carrie Colby. Now, it's time for the bitches to lip sync all their lives. Good luck and don't fuck it up. The song is Unbreak My Heart, the Hex Hector remix, which, by the way, I'm pretty sure we did a Hex Hector remix like before, too. And the song is by Tony Braxton. Let's see who slays and let's see who goes home <laughs> okay let's wrap this bitch up because i'm kind of getting annoyed at this episode because now i just remembered all the shit that just happened um so jasmine and carrie are of course the lip syncing at first jasmine was bringing it but then like jasmine started to become a hot mess like her shoe flew off um so she was dancing with one shoe on and then her hair was falling off um Carrie was not that strong in the beginning, but then like towards the end, I felt like she was really giving it. And then her look was just like taking it to the next level. I honestly thought that this was Jasmine's time to sashay away. And now we were going to keep Carrie Colby. Um, but that's not what happened, which is it's such a gag for me. Like, cause it was like both of the girls second time in the bottom, but I feel like, Carrie, even though she didn't have like all the like the moves that you know that Jasmine has, she was less of a hot mess than what Jasmine was. Um, but surprise, surprise, Jasmine gets to stay. Um, I think the only reason why she legit stayed was because of the fact that there was still drama between her and Diabetty, and they wanted to continue and see that play out more. Um, which I thought was whack. I thought Carrie should have stayed. I feel like Carrie stayed that lip sync. Carrie's look, I pu pushed her over the edge on the lip sync. Um, I don't know, man. I just, I just really wanted Carrie to stay. Um, but Jasmine was like crying when she got to stay and then Carrie had to, you know, open her chocolate bar. Um, but does she have the chocolate? Does she have the chocolate? No, fuck. No, she fucking doesn't have the fucking chocolate bar. It was chocolate. Fuck. And this is why I'm annoyed. Ugh, they should have given it to Carrie. They should have given it to Carrie. I feel like Carrie deserved it. I, I literally thought that Carrie was going to have the, the chocolate bar. Because she was like the... Uh, she was the, the, the narrator of the fucking show. Like, they don't get rid of the narrator. Then who's going to narrate the rest of this fucking show? Like, come on now. Ugh. And then Carrie's just so good. Like, her outfit might have been a mess, but, like, the ooh, the look that she was giving you during the lip sync was hot, and I got a boner, and I was just like, oh, I want to rub one out to you, Mary. Ugh, she's just so gorgeous. Um, So I'm really disappointed. I'm really fucking disappointed that we're not going to get to see, you know, Carrie Colby, um... And the rest of the competition carry the narrator Colby. But I know for a fact that she's going to come back for All-Stars because I feel like she's really beloved. I feel like people really love her. And people have been making memes about her. I have no doubt in my mind that she's going to ride that train into an All-Stars. And I feel like she's she will slay the fuck out of All-Stars. I feel it in my bones. I feel like she would win. I feel like she would be like a Kylie Sinai glove. Hands motherfucking down. But, um... It is what it is. Jasmine gets to stay, I guess. And Carrie gets to sashay away. But thank you so much for listening to another episode of Que Estas Viendo. 
Make sure you guys are leaving me comments. Make sure you guys are liking. Make sure you put that notification up top. Like, follow me. Like, come on. Like, please. Like, I'm, I'm trying to I'm, I'm trying to do things in life. Just like me already. Oh, my God. Like, please. <laughs> Anyways, but I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I certainly didn't because Carrie should have fucking stayed. But that's just me. Whatever. Um, but, yeah. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, make sure to give me five stars. Make sure to leave a comment. Make sure, you know, you're popping your pussy and feeding the children. Popping the corn. And I'll see you guys next time. Adios. Hasta la bye bye.